0: A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news, Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to teach you how to take back your life and dare to progress towards bettering yourself, honing your gifts, and using them for good in the world. Listen in to be inspired by others who are walking the same path of self-improvement paired with self-love, and to be a part of a community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. After my first workshop in Farmington a few months ago, I had a wonderful participant come up to me after and ask me a question that she was struggling with. And she was asking me, how can I love myself and accept myself, but also lose this weight I need to lose? Now, I so appreciated her bravery in showing up with me and asking me that question. But what I had to ask her in that moment is, what is your motivation? Is it about the way you look? Or is it the way you feel? Is it about showing up for yourself and your family fully? Or is it more motivated out of not accepting who you are right now? Because if you don't accept who you are right now and your body, and I mean accept, it doesn't mean you have to adore it. You won't feel that way once you meet a certain weight. So I tried to challenge her to think about where she was with her mindset of acceptance of herself and also what her motivation was, and I hope it helped. Today we're going to dive into an interview I did with Charity Lighten. She is a nutritionist and she's also the founder of a nutrition supplement company, Silver Fern Brand. But she's here to share about the many years of education and teaching she has on this topic of how you can strike that balance of trying to progress in your own health while also accepting your body as it currently is obviously this is a really complicated balance and our conversation was complicated too charity was wonderful in that she allowed me to push back on some things to ask some questions I had when resistance came up to what she was teaching but she did so in a way that it made more sense to me and I hope it does for you too and I really enjoyed that she also shared her personal story and what she has faced in this in this topic in her in her own life and with her husband as well who is currently battling cancer so I'm excited to share this interview with you let's move on to my discussion with Charity I'm here with Charity Lighton. hi Charity Hi, how are you? I'm great. I am so excited to have you on the show. How about we start with you introducing yourself to my listeners? Oh, okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here.
1: Um, so, okay, a little bit about me. Well, I grew up in Canada. I don't know I don't know how many Canadian listeners you have, but I grew up in Canada. That's awesome. And I um, decided to venture to a new country and, and came to the United States and I went to Utah for university. And that's where much to my parents' dismay, I fell in love with an American and I've lived here ever since I got my bachelor's degree, um, actually in accounting, like totally different than what I'm doing right now, but bachelor's degree in accounting. And then I had fairly quickly baby, 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 baby. And that's, that's kind of what I did for many, many years. And Um, fast forward, I'll skip, you know, the main, the main portion, but from that, I ended up getting my master's degree in nutrition, um, started working, uh, as one of the founders of Silverfern brand. And that's kind of, that's the very short, short story of, of who I am.
0: I know it's so hard to introduce yourself, but that was perfect. Um, (laughs) That is a perfect nutshell. And now I want to dive into a bunch of that. Um, Let's first tell people why you're here today, and then I want to ask you some questions of uh, follow-up with your bio there. You know, in the last few months, I've been talking a ton about body image, self-acceptance, loving where you're at. Now, I don't want that to equate just throwing all caution to the wind and not worrying about your health and and doing things to progress with your health. And you have, in your own life, struggled with this balance as well. And that's why you're here today, to share how we can be both healthy and have a positive body image and a positive relationship with ourselves and acceptance of ourselves, and that those two things can coexist. So before we dive into those questions, I want to ask you, what made you go back and get your master's in nutrition? so gosh, you know, I,
1: it's, it goes back to when I was 13. I was, I, I remember my mom and she had good intentions, but I remember being 13 and my mom sitting me down and said, okay, charity, we need to talk. Um, you need to start watching what you're eating. Um, you're getting a a little chunky. Um, and I, I just remember being like, wait, what? I mean, I just didn't understand. Like you just, you just, don't get it really at 13. And that's really what, what started my journey. And so I think for the next, I mean, all through high school, I, you know, I wanted so badly to be thin and that's not my natural body type. I just wanted to be skinny and I wanted to do anything and everything to be thin. Um, and then, you know, I went to college, I put on the freshman 15 super, super fast, And luckily, you know, I married a man who, who just made me feel nothing but beautiful, which, which was, you know, a a huge blessing because I didn't feel beautiful. Um, it took me a really, really long time to even just be comfortable in my own skin. And that was my journey. And so, you know, it's interesting now that I I can look back, you know, hindsight's 2020, but I look back at this body of mine that I was, I had such disdain for, and now I go, it was, it was the catalyst for me studying. All I could about health and nutrition, and I think I I often wonder. I'm like, I wonder if I was that skinny, naturally skinny, 13 year old, if I would be doing any of the things that I'm doing right now, which I genuinely believe are part of my purpose. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everyone everyone comes to this world, I believe, with a different purpose, and and there's multiple purposes. Um, one of my purposes is to be, um, I'll say, a mediocre mom because that's what I'm aiming for. <laughs> some days, I'm like, yes. if I just heat and hit, you know, hit mediocrity, um, but another. <laughs> one of my purposes I think is, was genu- genuinely to study everything that I could about health and nutrition. I didn't know when I, when I started delving into it, um, that it would lead me to where I was, but I absolutely remember the day, Monica, where I had prayed for the umpteenth time. I don't even know that God would just give me the secrets to being skinny and then I would share them with the world. Like, like I was dedicated to share whatever that secret was. I was going to share it with the world. I just needed God to tell me what I needed to do to be skinny because I, I felt like I had tried everything. And, and um, I'm a fairly spiritual person. And I just remember getting this premonition. It's just, it's just like a, a loving reprimand in a way that was kind of like charity. When will you be ready to be, to be healthy and not just to be skinny? Mm-hmm. and it took a little while, and and, and and over time, I felt like I was divinely led to study everything I could about how nutrition affects the body. Um, I started teaching. I became certified. My passion was for disease prevention, specifically for cancer prevention, and I started doing that, and, and you know a little bit about my story, but yeah. um, I would teach classes all over just about the power of, of, of you know, feeding your body right, and, and what that could do in terms of Longevity and overall health and wellness and and whatnot. And people would ask me all the time, like Charity, what you know? Why are you doing this? Or what got you started? And I, I literally, I would say to them, like, I don't know. It's it's in my soul. Like I I can't describe it. It's in my soul. And um, on August seventeenth, two thousand fifteen, the love of my life was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, which this week we'll be celebrating three years and, um, no doctor gave us three years. That's for sure. And so it's been a journey, Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden then I was like, okay, so this body that I had such shame over led me to learn and study with every ounce of my heart and desire to study about nutrition and cancer. Like it just came full circle. So, to find an appreciation for my body because of where it's led me, like, it's it's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. But yes. it's still a struggle. But it's still a struggle. That's a crazy thing. It's, it's not automatic. It's still a struggle to find that body positivity, yet at the same time, use the self-discipline that we need in order to keep
0: our bodies healthy and strong. Yes. Okay. And this is the balance that, you know, I have recovered from my own eating disorders for 12 years. And it's such a roller coaster of trying to navigate that balance you know I I talk a lot about intuitive eating on my Instagram feed and I've shared some um, podcasts on that here too and a lot of people mistake intuitive eating for emotional eating or just Mm -hmm. eating whatever you want and it's not and what I'm hearing you say is it's health from a different different form of motivation it's health because you love yourself and you accept your body what do you think is the difference there
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's key. The first thing that I would tell anybody that was struggling, I would say to them, you are enough right now. Exactly. Exactly where you are right now. You are enough. But then how do you say to somebody, but they're like, okay, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. But I actually really do have 20 pounds to lose. You're like, okay. Right. So I think for, for me, it came to the point where I had to be okay with where I was, um, to let go. Cause I do feel like when people are in that position of desperation and I don't know how many women can relate, but I've been there where you're like, I will do anything right in those moments of desperation. That's when you're going to waste your money on some, I don't know, 10 day diet plan, or you're going to, you're not going to do your most rational thinking. Let's say that. So yes. you've got to find this peaceful place where you're like, I'm actually okay with where, where I am right now. Doesn't mean I don't want to change. It doesn't mean I don't want to push myself and see see what I can do. But I have to be okay. And then the second thing, um, and this is the nitty gritty of it, it's it's what is your why? Why?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Right?
1: For me, I was like, okay, well, what was my why? I'll be honest, Monica, it was vanity.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I it was vanity reasons. Like I wanted to look good. There was an insecurity of my body. I wanted to look good. Um, and it was when my why changed. Uh, luckily I feel like my why for the most part is on balance, but, but I say that, um, not, not lightly because there definitely are days where I'm like, uh, yeah, I actually do just want to be thin. (laughs) Like, you know, forget, forget the health reasons. But I think we, people just need to evaluate their why, because if their why is for anything outside of themselves, that's not, there's no grounding center there. That will always change. They have no control over that. It's always an exterior power rather than an interior power. And and they'll never really be able to um, grasp that because it's subjective, right? It's always changing. It's always changing.
0: It is. I mean, even 10 years ago, right? Like now it's about uh, being strong and yeah. I love that shift, but 10 years ago was about being very, very skinny, you know, and yeah. then, you know, 30, 50 years before that it was being curvaceous. And that's the problem. It's a constantly moving target. And I love that you're saying you yeah. have to start with loving or at least accepting where you're at right now, because if you're if your motivation is to feel good about yourself, you won't once you lose another 10 yeah. pounds or more. It won't yeah. if, unless you start there.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And I remember the day my husband—I had four little kids, and I was Mm -hmm. just discouraged that my—again, it was just another one of those roller coaster things where I'm like, oh, I just don't look the way I want to look. And, you know, my husband finally said, he's like, babe, like, I got to ask you a question. I'm like, okay. He's like, how would our life be better, or how would our children's lives be better if you were 10 pounds thinner? Hmm. Yeah, and I was like, oh, like that— That that hurt a little, right? Mm -hmm. And and it was like you get so myopic in your thinking that Mm -hmm. your world becomes your body, and you're like your world, like your body is designed to to help you live your best life, not the other way around. And that's part of my health journey and part of my message. Like you know, I got my master's in nutrition science because I wanted more of the education, but I also wanted to have. you know, I want more of a platform, more of an outlet to, to remind people, yes, 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 please get healthy. Like it's so important to get healthy, but that cannot be the end goal. Yes. It can't yeah. like you're, you've got to get healthy to do what, to become what, right? Like that's why you're here is to become and, and your body can help you or it can hinder you on your, with your purpose and on your plan.
0: As can, you know, your focus. if, if Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, I, I love that you're focusing on the why there, too. Um, okay, so this is making me think about uh, some direct message conversations I've been having with people about intuitive eating and letting go of uh, the motivation to be thin or to just be OCD for those reasons. And they've just said how freeing it is and how they actually find themselves eating so healthy. Because they love love it and because it feels good. And they find themselves exercising because they enjoy the challenge and how it feels good. Whereas maybe before they hated eating healthier, they hated exercising because they were trying to achieve an aesthetic. So I, I would love for you to share with people who are not in that place yet. How is it different when you are motivating yourself because of owning your worth?
1: Yeah. Well, you, you learn to fall in love with the process itself, not with the end goal. Like it's the process where you're like, wow, I actually really do like to wake up early. And I actually really do like the feeling of of going to the gym or, you know, rather than it being a punishment, it's like, oh, you know, there's just, um, an introspection that, that comes with you like, Oh wow, I really do enjoy this or healthy food actually does make me feel vibrant and alive. The only thing that I would ever caution people on though, like I used to always say, listen to your body, listen to your body. And now I never say that because, and here's why, um, there are certain people and I'm one of them without a doubt that are prone to, um, addiction addictions or addictive personalities or whatever. So now I say, do your best to listen to your clean body. Because if I'm not Mm. eating clean, I'll tell you what I'll listen to my body. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you definitely just want more sugar. Like, yep. Your brain lights up like a Christmas tree. I'm listening and it wants more. So it's this really fine balance of like, okay, how do you deny yourself? of the things that aren't serving you so that you can then embrace the things that are. And that, yeah. that's a fine balance. And for me, it's it was way, way more psychological
0: than it was physiological. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing I think people are trying to get at when they're saying listen to their, your body. What What I think is the distinction there is, I do like what you're saying, listen to your clean body. Um, Because so much of what we, our relationship is with our food and our bodies is emotional and mental and it's spiritual even. Um, And so it's trying to actually sit with more discomfort, I would say, is a huge thing, is learning to sit with it.
1: Yeah, Um, and be okay. Yeah. Yeah, even something like hunger, right? I was one of those people that always had like emergency food, like just in case I'm hungry I'll, I'll have something in my car or just in case I'm hungry um, and even just sitting with hunger and being like well what is this how does this feel and you're like okay this is my body it's alive it's signaling to me it's letting me know that it's just digested my previous meal That it's working well for me it's it's communicating with me and and you, you kind of look at your hunger and you're like hey there hey there little guy and you're like oh we can be friends like it's okay whereas normally that discomfort like we'll do any to keep us away from discomfort, numbing ourselves with whatever social media, food, distraction of any sort, because Mm we don't don't enjoy discomfort. And I love what you said, that's just being okay with discomfort.
0: Yeah. I think that's a huge key to it. Well, so I actually wanted to know when you're looking back at that former you when you were just so caught up in that obsession and before you did that prayer and had that moment with your husband and you look at yourself now, what is different for you? What has changed?
1: Oh gosh. My, my why has changed. Um, my, th- th- my recognition of the purpose of my body yeah, and the purpose of why I'm here has changed. You know, like I, I truthfully don't believe anyone is here, um, as their purpose is to obtain the most amazing body. Like I just, I don't think that's part of our purpose. Um, so that's changed for me. My love for my, myself has changed, but also my, my love for, um, pushing, pushing myself in a different way has changed. Like I, I do appreciate all the Like the positivity, the body image stuff that we're getting. But I I feel like it needs to have an asterisk beside it. Like, I do feel like, like you said before, like it cannot be an excuse for laziness, for idleness, for gluttony. Like, you know, the idea of indulging in something um, or a cheat meal or something that's been forbidden for so long, people, I think we love the idea of indulging, even if it's just momentary. But I think what we really need to realize is like, Indulgence isn't really our friend. Like we think that it is, but it's really not. Indulgence will leave us. Like it, like as soon as we're done, we're, we don't feel good. Um, and so I kind of feel like there does need to be just dis- this disclaimer. like, of course, yes, we want everybody to feel accepted of where they are at. But may, we can we, we just cannot fall into the disillusion, though, that somebody that is, 50 pounds overweight, a hundred pounds overweight, that they aren't at more risk for disease and at more risk for cancer than if they were at a healthy weight. So it's a really, really tricky, tricky, um, balance socially even right now like things are always changing but it's like how do you tell somebody love yourself accept yourself yet push your body a little bit like you can do a little bit better and I think my body who I am now compared to who I was before is is the the shame is is not there and my like I said my reasoning and my why is
0: different okay that makes a big difference I can see that
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
0: I actually wanted to talk about, you said something, how our purpose isn't to achieve an amazing body. And I agree with you. And I was wondering, why do you think that people, especially who have some um, strong spiritual and religious um, foundations, think that that's the case? How do, how do we lose our, how do we misplace our focus, I guess, spiritually onto our bodies?
1: Well, I just, I feel like it's so easy to do in the day and age that we live in, um, because there's eyes on us everywhere at every angle. And so, you know, I sometimes ask myself, okay, what would I have done differently today if everyone on this planet were blind? Like, would I drive a different vehicle? Would I have worn a different outfit? Would I have gone to the gym? Um... And and we are in this uber comparison, like world that we live in and social media doesn't help at all. Right. And so I think sometimes you have to just, it's, it's just really, really easy to get lost in, in being seen and wanting to be seen and vanity and whatever, um, that I just think it takes a little bit of time to just connect with your deeper self, your spirit or God, or, I mean, whatever it is, you know, there's an interesting studies done on happiness and the, the leading experts on happiness say that the happiest people in the world have two things in common. They have a connection with a higher power. So whatever they, whatever they call that for me, that's my heavenly father, but they've got a connection with a higher power and they have a connection with humanity, like with, with other humans, with, with their neighbors or with whatever. And, um, I think that the more we connect on those two levels, the less I feel like we need to focus on our bodies. And the problem is the noise and the chaos and and social media, which isn't necessarily real connecting, are all um, getting in the way of our connecting, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that you know it's it's one thing as a nutritionist to be like oh you know so and so you need to lose 50 pounds or you need to lose 100 pounds but what if what, what if they say to me but charity it's truth. like food is the only thing that brings me love mm-hmm. because tr- the food i'll be honest food can tr- food can trigger your brain and can trigger the pleasure centers of your mind so that you actually do feel good Right. And so with somebody like that, they're like, it's the only source of love I have in my life. Like then, then I go, what we all need to do is stop looking in the mirror, stop looking at the scale numbers, stop looking at our bodies and look around us and find ways to love.
0: Oh, wow. So is that where you start then with your clients? Well,
1: (sighs) Gosh, it's like, that's such a good, ideally I would say yes. Like ideally I would say yes, but the truth is most people just need, typically I'll say three things. They need motivation, right? We all know, like everyone knows what's, things they should or shouldn't do. So they need motivation. Some people need accountability, not everybody, but some people need accountability, like just somebody that they can report to. And then, um, the third thing, which I think is like almost more important than almost anything is just good habits. So like, I just charity. I just need some good habits. Like what do I eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Like, just give me a few things. And um, once the habits are set, your brain power, you don't need as much willpower because now you have skill power. Like, now your brain has already set those pathways and those synapses that are like, oh, this is what I do. I just I just already have healthy habits. So, I don't know. I think sometimes we need actionable plans, like actionable things that we can do. Um, and then, obviously, then there's the whole psychological aspect of it, too. Yeah. And both are needed.
0: Definitely. I can see that, too. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, it's just, this is all just very hard to execute. I think you need a yeah. buddy. Someone who's not yeah. going to do this out of a shaming place or a place of aesthetic, but a place of true love and and who can really guide you through it. Um and I know that you have this passion. I like that you said, you know, what the trials you have faced have led to you, you to where you are right now and what you're able to do. I've had someone point that out to me recently, too, when I expressed regret for the many years I spent so hyper-focused on my body and my nutrition in an, in an mm-hmm. unhealthy way. And they said, well, that's, you know, I was so sad that I had lost those years. And like, well, you didn't lose them. That's why you are who you are today. So how can we, how can we make sense of that for people who are stuck in those cycles and help them know that this is leading them to greater things?
1: Yeah, that's, you know, it's such a hard thing when, when somebody feels stuck, they feel hopeless, Mm -hmm. right? They feel, they feel hopeless. Um, I do feel like part of helping people get unstuck is reminding them that they have something, I don't know what it is, but they have something in them that will help somebody else—a gift, a talent, an experience. They've gained empathy, whatever. That um, we're not all here for our own journey; like we're here to be connected. Um, and so, it's just just a reminder to them, like how they're feeling right now. Won't they won't always feel that way? And it's not about perfection. I think you've said this before. It's not about. Pre- like it's just about progress. I mean, that's the whole, that's your title, right? It's about yeah. progress. It's about doing a little bit better. Yes. Um, but I do really, really think like we need to look outward a little more. I cringe. I, I do cringe. I'll be honest when I hear on the news or the radio or our book or magazine, whatever, when they go, um, it's about loving yourself but part of me cringes and here's why because i don't think that the true answer is found within i think the true answer is found by not focusing on yourself by focusing on ways that you can serve others like whether that's your husband your your children your community i mean whatever it is like that's part of i think Losing yourself and not focusing so much on yourself is is part of the key of getting unstuck. Yeah, that's
0: really shifting things, you know, because it's one of those things when we talk about um, self-care, people take that as, oh, you just do whatever you want or you just spend money or you sacrifice where you shouldn't like with your family maybe um but same thing here loving yourself can often be viewed as you know like you're saying excuses for gluttony or not treating yourself well um and that really isn't that's (laughs) that's not the key it's like that's not what you're really trying to preach here it's it's being centered in a different way and having a different motivation and different respect for yourself and those around you and showing up in a different way so let's shift yeah. a little bit here. How have you learned in both your education, but within your professional life and with your personal life, with your family and yourself? How can nutrition um, change, heal the body, and change things within the body?
1: Oh, I, I love I love that question. I love that topic. Um, I think for so many years, women, so many of us, are fighting against our body rather than just healing, like healing our body. Mm. Um, and I just, I have such a belief that the food that's grown in this amazing world of ours, like it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, if you've ever thrown a tiny little seed into some soil and gave it sun and water and seen this giant plant come out that can feed you, like it's, I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not a very, I don't get out in nature as much as I should, but I'll tell you, the years that I've done a garden, I'm like, there's something kind of profound about this. But nutrition can be very, very healing. Like when you're feeding your like food is not just food. Food is information. Mm -hmm. Food is communication to your cells. So when you feed your body something that has like vibrant living information that it can communicate to your cells that like it's an energy transfer as opposed to, I don't know, something that's dead or like Doritos or whatever, like the junk food. It is it's it is also actually communicating to yourselves. Um, and so using nutrition to me is a way of helping people be their very best self. Let me give you an example. When I've eaten food um, that has just, I don't know, like just vibrant, living, healthy food, I feel that way. I feel vibrant and living and healthy. Um, but let me give you an example. Like, Let's say I've had, I don't know, a hot fudge Sunday and a brownie on top. And then I was like, oh, well, uh, quote unquote, I've screwed up thus far. I might as well have some, I don't know, cookies or whatever else to go with it. If part of my purpose is to be a good mother or a mediocre mother, um, I guarantee within a half an hour after that, splurge or that indulgence my brain shuts down I go into a self-induced sugar coma my kids tuck me in I definitely don't want to do a like family prayer or a bedtime story or whatever it is like so so the idea when I talk about your body can help you or hinder you it's it's the things that you put in your body really truly can affect how you live your
0: life and how you achieve your purpose on the earth great okay But I also want to have joy with my food and with my desserts and like show my kids how to not be afraid of that and to enjoy an ice cream sundae with them and embrace that time and not shame myself over it and move on. Um, So how can that how can that still be a part of a healthy life? Because I feel like I, I do have one and I'm still eating dessert all the time. I mean, not like an excessive amount. I just move on because it doesn't ignite shame in me. So that's where we
1: have to first remember everybody is different. So what's going to wait for you, what might not trigger you might trigger somebody else. Like you could, you could preach and be like, Oh guys, like have a little ice cream. Well, not everybody can do that, right? Not everybody, it might trigger them in a way where they're like, I can't, I can't have a little. And that's where I would tell people, find out if you're a moderator or an abstainer, because truthfully, some people do really, really well moderating. And some people are like, you know, I actually do so much better just abstaining. And ideally we would find no shame in either one, right? Whichever way people chose, if they're like, I actually just choose not to have ice cream. Great. That's what works best for them. And I've learned that working with people that some people are just abstainers and some people are moderators. I, used to think I needed to be an abstainer. Um, now I've learned that it was actually like the, my brain that was telling me that I had done something wrong yeah. and I got screwed up. So I might as well keep going. Um, so now back to what you just brought up, which is a really good point. Like I, we do want to have joy with food. Like there's amazing, great food that, yeah, we, we know it's not healthy, let's say physically, but health. Doesn't just stop with nutrients, right? Healthy is good relationships. Like, I mean, there's so much to health. Whether it's it's like you can stress more about what you're not eating, and that stress could be worse for your body than had you just had the dang Sunday, right? (laughs) So there's there's definitely balance there. But what I would love to to introduce maybe is the idea of the law of diminishing returns, and. To me, how does that? How does the law of diminishing returns apply to an ice cream cone? Well, here's how. The first bite tastes so good. It's amazing. You're with your kids or you're at the pool or whatever. You're like, this tastes so good. And the second bite probably tastes really good. But what we've learned is the more you have of something, the less enjoyment that you're going to yes. get from it. Mm-hmm. So then you go, well, did three bites give me that enjoyment that I was seeking with my family? Did four bites do it? Did five bites do it? Great. Then stop there give yourself permission to be like, I'm actually really good. So like I had, I recognized in myself, I still have, and had an issue of throwing away food. That was like, it was just never something we did in my family. Mm -hmm. My mom was German. We had six kids. You never (laughs) threw away food ever. Mm -hmm. So I had to ask myself, I'm like, okay, I can't throw away the rest of this ice cream cone. So then you're like, but wait, is it better than if I just eat it when I'm done. And so now I'm like, give myself permission to throw it away. Like it's okay. I'm not being, I'm not being wasteful and recognize that I got tremendous amount of joy from the first little bit that I didn't need to eat all of it.
0: Yeah. And so what you're describing to me is, is what I've learned through intuitive eating too. It is like paying attention. Like if you're enjoying it and, amazing but if it's like not the enjoyment isn't there or it's diminished or you've like had enough you do stop and because the motivation is 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 listening and and paying attention and trying to feed your heart and your body at the same time and so that's what i love about what you just said and now as a former abstainer like a former all or nothing person I, I do feel like moderation can be learned if someone's committed to it enough to, like, make that the way they want to live. Because so for me, I didn't want to live like an abstainer. And I mean, I mean like, all or nothing kind of person. So I don't know. Do you think it can be learned for abstainers? Because I think I, in my life I have, but in your field, I mean, you see this all the time. So can that be learned if someone is committed to it enough and committed to practicing and working on it. Uh, yeah,
1: there would been, There would have been a time where I would have said, huh, that's a good question. I don't think that would work for everybody. Um, and the truth is I actually, I actually believe that that might not work for everybody also, sure. but if they're committed and that is the life that they want to live, I actually do think you can learn it. Like you just said, like I do, I do think it can be learned. Um, it takes, it takes intuition it takes pause Mm. it takes listening discomfort Um, yes (laughs) yes yes. and it's it's a new pattern a paradigm shift for people maybe that means they can't have their cell phone with them when they're having a meal because their cell phone will disconnect Mm. them from listening but yeah like I think when you're dedicated to anything is possible anything maybe that's what I want everyone I want viewers you know or listeners I say viewers listeners all the time to know yeah like (laughs) Anything is
0: possible. Anything is possible when your why is right and when you're when you're committed. Okay, I, I love to hear that from someone who's in your shoes and you know the science and you see it in practice day to day. Um, so thank you for for sharing that. So uh, what I what I want to discuss lastly is this idea of um, people who might have been like me too and maybe ruin their metabolism through years of deprivation and restriction. Or maybe through years of restriction alternated with um, overindulging, Um, you know, in other words, binging and just Uh yo-yo dieting. And I believe the science is true in this regard, that your metabolism uh, responds to that by shutting down or like slowly, incrementally getting slower. Um, That's the case, correct?
1: It is, it is the case, but we also need to remember our bodies are amazing yes. and they can, they can bounce That's back. That's what I it wanted to ask time. you about because yes. I feel
0: like I yes. had to, uh, you know, one of my friends commented that I have a really great metabolism and it made me laugh hysterically because I'm like, do you know how many uh-huh. years it took me to build up to eating a healthy, normal diet? Years. Yeah. And I feel like it, I had yeah. to re my metabolism had to relearn itself. What yeah. can someone do who's in those, sh- in those shoes? It's a really scary thing. So
1: it's a scary thing for them. Yeah. So, so they just need to know they're, they're good where they are that day. Like you're okay. They're okay where they're at that day. They're going to be okay tomorrow. Um, their body will catch up with what they're trying to do. They'll get it figured out. And, and what what it, what it, what it, needs to sometimes be reminded is it's not always about metabolism. It's about food recognition that your body, when you feed it, the things that are natural or whole foods from the earth or whatever that your body goes, Oh wow. Yeah. I know this food. I absolutely recognize this. I know exactly what to do with it rather than things that are like super processed, super refined foods. Like they, they respond differently in the body. So that's when sometimes I go, okay, well, it's not about fixing your metabolism. It's about fixing your food recognition, so that what you're eating is better absorbed and used by your body. Um, does that make sense? What I'm trying to say, like yes. it's it's like cleaning up your eating will will help your metabolism and it will help your body. The other thing, which is which is latest yes. science, and this is this is where what I'm doing professionally right now is the whole idea of how gut health affects your metabolism, oh, how yeah. gut health affects weight loss. Is that like, the second brain or what is it that people? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a second brain. Like we now know your gut, like how healthy your gut is. Meaning, meaning do you have too much bad bacteria and not enough good bacteria? What not? That's when I say gut health, that's what I mean. Like that you have the proper amount of healthy bacteria. So while sometimes people go, oh my gosh, I've got were sugar cravings. I go, well, that could be a sign that your gut is off, that hmm. it's the bad bacteria that. Fuels off of those sugars, and that once you get that balanced, then all of a sudden those cravings, you're like, wow, these are so much more manageable. For um, anxiety, yeah, mood disorders, skin conditions, so many things we know now are about balancing your gut huh. and not about metabolism or not about all these other things that we used to think that they were, but about just getting your your whole body healthy, mm.
0: your mind healthy, your body healthy, and your gut healthy. Okay, so for a beginner like me, with this whole Kind of second brain stuff. Um, I'd love to know more about that. <laughs> where where would you recommend we start looking? reading. Um,
1: yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's so much on there just on our, so as a founder, uh, one of the founders of silver firm brand, I do try to put a lot of that information on our website. I also try to put that information on my own Instagram, which is, um, at a vibrant life. And then also on at silver firm brand. I mean, we could have another podcast for three more hours talking about the gut brain connection and, and all how, how that's connected in the end. I think the main thing for people to recognize is that there's things that are happening on a daily basis that are killing off good bacteria or get the, they're killing off our good bacteria and giving room for bad bacteria to grow. And that, um, just getting your gut balanced can help in other ways that we thought was maybe linked to something else. Right. So I'll give you an example. We, for so long, we thought it was always about, um, Diet and exercise, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. And as a nutritionist, I will still, of course, shout out to people, diet and exercise. But I add one more thing in there, and it's the trifecta. And that third thing I add is gut health. Making sure that that's balanced too um, can have a, a large impact on people's overall well-being,
0: overall well-being. Okay, so this is something I personally need to divide in a lot more. And you know what? We're, I am so grateful to you that you would just let me take this conversation a million different directions Yeah, I originally uh, <laughs> petitioned to you, but it's a very interesting thing for me. And it's one of those weird contradictory parts of my personality is I, I do believe in intuitive eating. Like I, 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 I do believe in loving yourself, but I also am so interested in nutrition and in health and, and learning more about that. And it, I, this has been really, really interesting to me. And you've opened a lot of, um, the doors that I want to learn more about what's behind that. So thank you, Charity. Oh, you are incredible. I'm, I'm so glad. No, this has been wonderful. <laughs> thank you for having and me. And where you've referenced, I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes too. But before we leave, um, I just have two quick questions for you. One, can you, can you let us know what the Silver Fern brand is? Um, like what your mission is and within the brand?
1: Yeah, right now that the main mission is just letting people know that, that there are things that are attacking their gut on a daily basis and that we need to be more proactive than we used to need to be. Um, and so offering obviously probiotics is something that is near and dear to my heart, but just offering, um, products that have integrity that we've put a lot of effort and science behind and just giving people extra tools, right? It's not, it's not the whole answer, but giving them tools that can help
0: them on their health journey. Great. This is my last question for you and I ask most guests this question and I just, I'm so excited to hear what you're going to say because I know you've been through so much. Um, What have you learned about yourself the past few years? I paused Mm.
1: just because of how much emotion has just come into me, like so much emotion um, because my my first answer is I'm so much stronger than I thought I was or wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, um, people will say, Oh, you're so strong. Like, well, you don't get to choose. Yeah. Like, you don't, I didn't get to choose in some ways. I mean, I guess you could be weak, but, um, cancer has a way of teaching you things that are hard, but that are, are so good that, I have found a gratitude, just a gratitude of the hard things that have given me perspective, um, given me a focus. Like I focus now only on all of the things that I love about my husband. Um, I think anybody that's in a relationship needs to know that like what you focus on grows. I promise you, I promise you, if you focus on all the things that he's doing wrong or that you don't like about a relationship, whether it's with your your kids or your parents or your spouse, like be fierce about what you focus on. Um, so that's been a huge thing. I'm stronger than I thought I was. I, and and I also have learned that I needed to love better. And that's, that's daily. Like I just need to love better, Mm. more people, more, just, 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 I just need to
0: love more. That's so yeah. Those would be the two things that I've learned. Oh, Charity, that is such a beautiful answer. Thank you very much for sharing what you know personally and professionally for us here. And you've given us a lot to think about and learn about. So I appreciate it very much. Well, thank you.
1: Thank you so much for just giving me a
0: chance. I loved it. Charity was so kind to let me take that interview everywhere we just had a few questions going into the interview and I took her on a wild ride and I'm so glad she was up for it because I learned an incredible amount and I really want to dive into this whole second brain thing especially but I was so excited to hear that she also thinks that you all are nothings and remember I was one of them can become a moderator with commitment and time and practice anything is possible and I hope you believe that in yourself if you want to dive in more with Charity her personal Instagram is amazing. I fell in love with her when I found her there, as well as her silver fern brand company, um, which is incredible. I've heard so much good about it. Uh, I have linked to all of that in my show notes for you. And you can find my show notes on my website aboutprogress.com. If you want to learn more about me and follow along with my own life, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at About Progress. I love connecting with you there. If you love the show, please do me a favor and share it share it through text or email to someone you love or share it on social media. And if you do that, make sure you tag me at about progress. I love to connect with you there. I love to make friends with you there. My online friends are real and I just love the internet for that reason. I'll be with you next week for another great interview. And until then, take care of yourself.